0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor-guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com.
1: Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And f- thank you for listening. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's time to get this party started You know that we are the number one show So drop your fucking myth and now it's time to go because it's the footy booty It's time to get this party started It's the footy booty It's time to get this party started with Jenny Jimmy Gregor Donna Jimmy JC All we know and all we talk about is footy booty It's time to get this party started tonight You're listening to footy prime news and such your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your
0: almost daily footy fix. It's Footy Prime and it's Friday. We're all in a great mood today. Had some great conversations before we started recording. Shaman, Brennan, Forrest, B's here, JC's here as well. Hey, boys, you gonna pick up the energy here or what? Yes! Why are you guys so down?
1: And why do you always have great conversations when I'm late? Because it's about I you. Know they- they weren't That's
2: great. Oh, you were on fire the other day, by the way, just to let you know. But
1: now, but now but, the pressure's that, on, right? This well, is I not contemplated f- not appearing today. To Did honest. you have
2: a gross today or no?
1: Uh, not for breakfast. No, that would indicate a problem to me.
0: Oh. Get you lively like you were the other night. That's <laughs> good with your personality. <laughs> <laughs> you set the bar so high, though. Now, I I do worry a little bit because you got a lot to follow and I have big shoes to fill. But uh, we'll see how, how you do. All right. Um, it's, it's a good show today. We've got some, some big games in Europe coming up. Um, but, of course, this weekend, CPL playoffs, huge games. Calgary against Forge on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Pacific, Atletico, Ottawa, 7 p.m. on Saturday. So if you're a Canadian soccer fan, support the CPL watch these games the playoffs are always fantastic uh, we're going to bring on our, our good mate Adam Jenkins from One Soccer on right now now Adam's driving as we speak right now I'm assuming he's on, on speakerphone or, or his airpods I hope he's not crashed Adam are you there are you driving safely
3: I am and I'm, I'm not too worried about my driving skills today Sherman because I did not have a breakfast beer either so I think I'll be okay
0: <laughs> whereabouts are you where are you driving from Two. uh
3: i am leaving etobicoke going to the beautiful town of morriston ontario population maybe a hundred because i am committed to getting my hair cut at one barber and one barber alone and uh, i'm off to see my friends at the folklore barber and company
0: because can you let me know what my name
3: CBO.
4: is i
1: might need him
3: yeah i'll get you i'll hook you up with me no worries <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs>
1: When would you need? When would you need him, Craig? Are you going to Turkey anytime soon?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? He's getting the plugs, oh, the, rain, the Wayne Rooney
1: plugs. I would. I'd go to Turkey with you, buddy. That'd be I would a hell do of that.
2: Trip. Yeah, I'd I would go. I would Turkey. go to support you. I'll be in a Turkish bath where you go get your plugs.
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take Rooney's at the moment. <laughs>
0: All right, Adam. Listen, we won't keep you too long because. Uh, as mentioned, you are driving, but a uh, couple of really great matchups here. Atletico-Pacific, we'll start with that one. Obviously, Atletico uh, champs of the regular season, Pacific defending champions overall. Um, do, does a team stand out? I mean, is Atletico, who was, who I think, dead last last season, first mm-hmm. this yeah. season, have they got what it takes to, to find playoff form and, and beat a team like Pacific?
3: I think so. I don't think anyone has consistently shown that they can get through Ottawa, and especially now that the CPL is back to two legs. This is the first time they've done two legs in the semifinal. So I would definitely say if there's some nerves, Atleticoke and Ottawa can get it out on the road. Um, It's not an easy trip. They've not had a ton of success at Pacific historically and even this season. They have not won at Pacific, and, and it's been even between the two. And, of course, going against the reigning champs, Been there, done that. They'll be playing with the passion. Jamar Dixon could be his final, well, will be his final match at Starlight Stadium, the former Canadian international announcing he's going to retire at the end of the year. And then you have Busto, Saparicio Hurd. They're just an exciting team that's back on good form. And I think that Pacific's going to take a little bit of that energy that they were able to capture for CONCACAF League when they absolutely throttled Waterhouse and then played CS Erdiano well but it's all going to come down to that second leg. Atletico Ottawa are miserable to try and break down. And they've got all kinds of speed on the wing. Ollie Bassett going back to his former team. He's going to start. He's getting likely some MVP shouts of the year. So he's playing with that chip. He's the most unlikely villain in the CPL, this diminutive redheaded, fair skinned Northern Irish youth international, but he's just lit the league on fire this year. And I think Atletico Ottawa is as complete a team as we've seen this season. And as much as purple is my favorite color, and I've had some good memories with Pacific, I do think that it's Atletico-Ottawa's time. Although, leg one, it should go to the way of the Tritons.
4: Adam, can I, I'll ask you this. Uh, going back to Atletico-Ottawa, finishing last last year and turning it around so magnificently this year and finishing top, what do you put that down to?
3: I think they had the off-season of the millennium, and I don't know that any league around um, will be able to put together a team that can replicate what they did. They were poor, like very, very poor. But you have to remember, if it and or learn if you're new to the CPL. They launched in the middle of a pandemic, so their first season, and I'm using air quotes very generously, was that bubble tournament on Prince Edward Island where they hadn't really been together. They went to Madrid, then the world shut down, and then they were trying to figure out where we were going to play. Ended up going to this this middle of Prince Edward Island, Charlottetown turf field with no time together, and they got walked up and down the park next year was that hybrid season and they just didn't have the right pieces it felt like atletico de madrid and the family that is atleti were loaning them the wrong types of players they didn't know how they wanted to play their coach mista just couldn't quite get it to gel and their balance of youth and experience didn't seem to hit their their veterans were these old wily spanish players for the most part that didn't quite seem to know how to connect with the younger Canadians. And they didn't really have a lot of that, I guess, conduit with the players that they needed to to speak to and, and to teach the way that they were still learning how to play. So they, they hit the off season, finishing wooden spoon, and it was all about flipping it. They kept the right people. They added the Ollie Bassets, the Baloo Tablas, brought in Carl Howarth to sort of take that leadership duty from um, Drew Becky, or at least give him a little bit of help there. Nate Ingham has been a revelation. Jimmy and I have talked about it a ton in the booth, just how well he played. I think he's going to get some love for the Golden Glove if he doesn't win it. And they just, they picked and choose where they needed to improve. And I don't think they had a single miss this offseason, Greg. All in, it was perfect from Fernando Lopez, the CEO, all the way down. They just seemed to have gotten it right. They have some hardware now and, and now they got to see if they can hit the reset button and keep on going in the playoffs.
2: Hey, Adam, would you say that Aldi basket was, uh, was the best off off season signing that they, they, they brought in this year?
3: Atletico Ottawa. Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I think so. They, he just gave, gives them something and gave them in the regular season that creative, almost floating on the turf magic that they lacked. And then when Camp comes in too, he's obviously the big name, the former Barca guy, CF Montreal, all the things. And the redemption arc that I think people wanted to paint for Tabla. And it just seemed like the first half of the season, Jimmy, that he was trying too hard. But Bassett just seemed effortless from the beginning. He can play in a couple of different spots and he just makes everyone around him better. He's not the type of player that needs to have the ball, needs to have a lot of touches to get himself involved. He just always seems to be where they need him to be. And he brings them that little, I mentioned the most underrated villain. He brings them that chip that Blue doesn't really have. Blue is very focused and one dimensional in a lot of ways, where I think Ollie is that complete player that really flew under the radar. Didn't make a ton of headlines because he was good with Pacific, but not great last year. And mm-hmm. he's just rediscovered his game this season.
1: Tabla's the highlight reel guy. And Bassett is like a constant engine. That's what it seems like to me, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, well, that's fair.
3: Yeah. Energizer button.
1: What about Cavalry and Forge? Clash of, uh, Clash of the Titans. How do you think this will play out?
3: Cavalry and Forge, this is the one that it's impossible not to get excited about, especially getting them twice. Who's going to be available for leg two? Who's going to come out without suspension? Who's going to come out with all their limbs? It's, it's going to be a very exciting one. They do not know how to play boring games against each other. And I'll say that I was pretty low on Forge coming out of the regular season. The past, the final three or four games, they just didn't look like themselves. But I was training with them the day before they flew out with the Ticats to Calgary. And they look back to terrifying, um, dominant Forge. Tristan Borges looks like like a Ballon d'Or winner in training. Mm. I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, but he was that dominant. Everything was going through him. And... He, I think, is their secret weapon in the game. Their midfield is unbelievable, incredible right-back pickup and Rezard-Rama. And then if they can get Wubin Spasius and Tristan Borges playing with that synergy, I think they'll be just fine. And then on cavalry side of things, they're the one with the most pressure, I think, because they keep pushing, kicking the regular season down. We want to get through it, we want to do well, we want to put on a show for the fans, all the things you would expect Tommy Whelton Jr. to say, but it was always about the playoffs, the controversy, the devastation, of the semifinal last year, not making it in 2020, and then losing in two legs to Forge in 2019. This is their season, and I think still they are, on their day, the most complete, deep team. Carducci always keeps them in games. Joe Mason, I think, even if you're not familiar with the CPL, you'll know the name Joe Mason. When he is on, he is very dominant. That fox in the box, he can finish. Ali Moussi, when he's working in behind him and more of that number 10, can really get the job done as well it's just finding the glue for cavalry and i think the fact that they get leg one at home actually helps them it's the reverse from 2019 it's going to be a great atmosphere in calgary the supporters always bring it there to put soldiers and if they can minimize forge's attack which forge has at times the past few matches done themselves and get a couple of goals, I, I think I favor Cavalry to go through. They were my regular season, or excuse me, they were my preseason champion predictions before. And while Ottawa's looking really good, it is still tough to count against Tommy Wooden Jr. Hey,
4: and I'd like to ask you about uh, Halifax, and Stephen Hart has been let go from yeah. that franchise. It's a, it's a terrific uh, outfit they have there in Halifax. Uh, the atmosphere is great, but... I'm not sure if this is true or not, but is it harder for a coach, doesn't matter who it is, Stephen Harder, whoever, out in Halifax to attract players in the CPL because of the distance and the travel and things like that? Is there barriers that Halifax have that maybe others don't?
3: I think there's a couple, Craig, but at the end of the day, I genuinely believe that the atmosphere that they put together, for the most part, upsets that. Like, there, There's no doubt Halifax is the smaller city that's not for everyone, especially when you're not Canadian or you're not familiar uh, with the setup, it it can be a tough sell. And then the fact that the regular season results haven't really followed them with the exception of that great run at the Island Games. So I think they are up against it when you're considering Ottawa, GTA, Victoria, Um, that's got its own travel, but the West Coast lifestyle appeals to many. And then Calgary, of course, is a great town to play in too. I just... I think it 's more to do with what 's been going on on the field than perhaps some of the off field stuff because I think if there's a good presentation which i 'm sure that Derek Martin and, and Matt Fegan have it 's pretty easy to convince people that the the atmosphere the environment is worth it it's just it just hasn 't worked for them and I feel for Hardy I really do i think I hope that there's some kind of like league one Atlantic version in the future he 'd be a great um, leadership candidate for that role. I just think it was time for change because, for whatever reason, that group couldn't get it to click. And I genuinely think it's going to be something of a fire sale this offseason for them because the supporters demand more. I think I heard the first um, non-ironic heart-out call in in late June. So they were waiting for this. Um, Craig, but honestly, to go back to that original point, I just think that there's so much good off the field that it might offset some of the travel or, or smaller town burdens that would go with that club.
2: I, I agree with you. I think when you look at Halifax, I think if I'm, if I'm a player, that's, that's one team in the league that you want to play for because the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. It's the best in the league by far.
3: Mm. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, TFC goes there and they're impressed by this CPL team that they've hardly heard about unless you're Jacob Schaffelberg. And, and they're just, Every time they're in the spotlight, they seem to deliver on the atmosphere perspective. The winds didn't go with it. And while Steven is beloved for all that he has done, and he's just a great character, I'm going to miss dealing with him on a regular basis. It it is a results-based business, and the results just weren't there for them.
0: What's the latest on Edmonton? Um, Obviously, some conjecture there about possible relocation. Um, We we know what happened last year. Uh, Is the latest news there?
3: There's nothing sort of substantial to give you, James. I wish I could. I know Alan Koch wishes he could give you it too. I feel for them because there's so much uncertainty. Alan's gone through the ringer. He comes into this new team, puts together a pretty good season, and then the ownership falls out. And then all year, there's rumors that it's imminent. And from what I heard, I obviously can't confirm it, but it sounded like there was something that was fairly close And now it seems like they're much further away. So I I think there was more of a resigned mood just because Alan and the players don't know what next year is going to look like. I'm speculating and I want to be very clear that I'm speculating, but I cannot imagine that the owners would want to float them for another year. They're still for the most part hurting because if, if you're not familiar with the situation, the rest of the CPL owners sort of banded together to pay for the players. That's why so many of them were signed and then immediately loaned back covering costs. And, and that's why it was so tough for Allen to work with this year. But I don't know that they'd be willing to do that again, not to mention Vancouver's coming in. And then that ninth team makes the schedule a whole lot more difficult to try and plan. So I would think that if there's nothing there and there's still lots of time in the off season, the infrastructure exists, though it definitely needs some TLC. If they don't have that willing owner or group of people who's willing to invest in the club, it would not surprise me that they would take at least a year or two on a hiatus um, rather than relocate.
0: Yeah. Okay, good information. Uh, Adam, which uh, which game are you in this weekend?
3: I have the Atletico Ottawa Pacific Leg 1, and then Jimmy and I are back for Leg 2 Cavalry and Forge next week.
0: All right, so some more awesome. Adam and Jimmy combo. I love that combo. It's great. Great work, mate. Thank really you enjoy your call. Have to um, write
4: that one down on the calendar.
3: <laughs> Jimmy, I can't wait to to touch knees with you awkwardly again, maybe.
2: Yeah, perfect. You're almost sitting on my lap the other day.
3: <laughs> well, you might get there, We'll see. We'll see if I have one of those Dunlap shoes in the morning.
0: <laughs> Adam thanks mate this
3: appreciate Yeah, appreciate the prime debut, a longtime listener first time caller.
0: <laughs> thanks, Adam. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, and again buddy. one soccer always with the cool on CPL soccer. There's a great job there. Uh, he, does. In, he does in the do booth and in the studio job. as well.
2: Yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he's a pleasure to work with. Good, good guy.
0: Yeah. I wonder if he'll say the same about you. Um, all right. Let, let, let's touch on Stephen Hart here just, just briefly. Um, you know, he's been around the, the block a few times as Stephen. No one has a bad word to say about him. I think he's done a really good job. And like you mentioned, they difficult situations in Halifax the last uh, few years. Um, what next for Stephen Hart? Where does he go, do you think? What's the situation? Obviously, in the game in this country, there's only so many options, alternatives, right? It's a tough mm-hmm. place to be.
4: Yeah, and he's, a, he's an East Coaster as well, right? So, yeah. you know, uh, would he want to relocate? Does he want to coach uh, again? I don't know. We'd
1: have to, maybe we can get him on the show sometime and get his feelings on it. Sure Jenkins said Come there, if, if there was an East Coast League One, he thinks that Stephen Hart's involvement would be, would be key there. Um, at some higher end level than coaching, I think, um, that might be something that appeals to him, but he likes living in the east Coast, right on the east Coast
4: he loves mm-hmm. it yeah, he loves it, yeah, yeah, so if there's anything there, and there's very few opportunities for full time coaching jobs on in Canada in the at the best of times, let alone on the east Coast, so um hopefully he finds something because he's uh too good a man to yeah to not be involved in the sport in this country.
0: Yeah, one of the good guys for sure in, in the sport in this country. Okay, uh, MLS playoffs, of course, this weekend, of course. Montreal against Orlando on the 16th. that They kick off, so stay tuned for that one. I'm sure we'll get to it next week. Um, crossing the water now to, to Europe. A couple of huge games this weekend, uh, but more importantly, more importantly, Barcelona, a your sponsor. And it's got a big Canadian connection. It's Drake. It's Ovo. The Spotify connection there, oh boys. God. B, are, are you excited so about old. this, B? You must be very excited about this, seeing yeah. the uh, the owl on, on no. Barcelona's kit. Sorry, just tell me again who the sponsor is. Well, oh, it's Drake. Drake's company. No, no. What, what did you
1: say? But it's... Say it again?
0: Why? How How I got it
1: wrong? It's no. OVO, man. Oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. you're saying I don't you're, give you're, a shit. What Do are you, think you I what is this guy talking about? Eggs in French with the OVO. <laughs> oh. What the f- <laughs>
0: Jesus. You
1: stole the Sheffield Wednesday owl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What does OVO exactly stand for, anyway?
1: October's very own, because he was born in the month of October.
2: Oh,
0: well. (sighs) I just learned
1: something. Well,
0: at least that ego's under control.
2: (laughs) It's good to see. Good morning. Is
4: that actually happening? That Owl is going to be on Barcelona's
0: jersey? Yeah, it's a Spotify connection. My Spotify uh, sponsor, Barca now, right? So so someone else as well, right? Some of their artists are involved. I don't know how it works. I didn't read the story. Uh, I don't care.
1: uh, Barca are very creative at finding ways to make money where they can't do it on the field because they're going to crash out in the Champions League group stage. So they're going to need some type of income for the rest of the
0: season in order to maintain their level. It seems that way. It does seem that way. I finally got to watch part of that match, by the way. What a, what a great second half that yes. was. Barca-Inter. Jesus Christ. Outstanding. Um, as for the big games, again, Liverpool against Man City. Oh, Liverpool-Man City, the biggest game in England in the last few years. Is it still? Pep says it is. Pep says uh, they are still, without doubt, the biggest challenges to their crown. He says, uh, last season, City showed their soft underbelly, their soft side against Liverpool who have won the last two games against City, including, of course, the community shield, Craig. Um, do you, do you well, buy into that? Are they still the biggest threat? Well,
4: no, they're not. I mean, I think if they were level of points right now at the start of the season, I would say so, but they started off so poorly, Liverpool, and were they 14 points off the top, 13 points behind Man City. Um, I don't see Man City losing three more games this season. So where you know, I don't see where they're going to be able to possibly make up those points. But this is a must-win, which is really don't like saying that or using that very often or lately. But it is for Liverpool. They, if there's any chance of them picking up point or getting close to Man City, they've got to beat them. They have to.
2: Draw is not good enough. I agree with you. Man City wins, and they're what 16 points behind.
0: It's done. I mean, I I think even at this point. I think Finish. it's done. I know people say, yeah, but they claw back so many points last season. You're not they also those had games points. in hand. All those games in hand, remember, it's a weird one last year.
4: Yeah, uh, and you got a World Cup thrown in the middle here, and you yeah. get, you know, you know, have that. Uh, it's, uh, it's a different situation, I think. I, I just don't see them picking up all those points. But at the same time, if you're not going to win the league, okay, we have to make Champions League. So Klopp's got to get them in a mindset that, okay, keep winning games we're going to we need to get in that top four so
1: we talk about the World Cup being such a factor for some of these teams and it's going to be a weird one for City right most of their players will be gone at the World Cup but their best player won't be Uh, but what would that be like I think Liverpool are a team that because of the poor form that they're in this break comes at like a really shit time for them you could you could look at the other way and maybe I'm wrong but I think it comes at a at a shit time. And to go to Sharman's point about surly Jurgen, like they're just not used to being in this position, right? They're not used to having bad days and things going shitty. And then you get a break like that, and I think it's very hard to come back and all of a sudden things are good. It's very easy to keep that negative energy.
4: Well, or, as well as, you know, there. in the back of the players' minds for Liverpool, um, you're, so you are so far behind. Are you protecting yourselves a little bit to make sure you're healthy for the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Man City is going to keep cr- crashing on and cracking on because yeah. they are where they are. But Liverpool, they're going, hey, you know what? We're not going to win this league and this year and I have a World Cup coming up in a month
0: or so. And Will you tell me, is, is that in the player's DNA? Can a player take a game off or take a few weeks off? Well... It's just pulling out of those little
4: or the little edge that you need to make the difference to win the games in the Premier League, Uh, and and I think yes, I think if I'm a Liverpool goalkeeper and I'm heading to the World Cup, I have. It's not like I'm going to pull out of challenges, but it's something I'm thinking about. I might not think about it.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. You're definitely thinking about it. and You're thinking. You know, normally that, that 50-50 where you think I'm going full on in here and you just start to be a little bit hesitant, don't you? like, oh, maybe I'll pull out
0: of this one because I am i don't want to risk getting injured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Reese James, uh, he wasn't shy last game, did his knee. Seeing a surgeon today, an expert, and uh, there's a lot of speculation he could be out of the World Cup, for example. We're in that point now, aren't we, too, as fans of the game. You're watching every week and you're just terrified someone gets hurt. A month well, away from right. the World well, Cup. We saw, we saw Fonzie take one in the head. And, uh,
4: you know, because we are a few weeks away, you're like, oh, oh it's concussion, eyeball, what's going on? Well, yeah. good news is he, he actually trained uh, uh, in the last few days. So he's going to be just fine.
3: But
4: two right, has been in training last year. You're, you're, watch, you're watching every game. And there's a lot of games left before the World Cup. Crammed in, right? Cramed crammed in. I mean, there's going to be injuries. You this- have to play, you know, before the World Cup alone.
1: You said Atiba's been training.
0: we yeah. this again? Yeah. That's good. And uh, Golo can it's take right a yeah. look the World Cup too. So Atiba's been training? I didn't know that. Yeah, he got back out. I'm not sure to what extent, but he's back on the training field. There's a tweet sent out uh, a couple of weeks ago now, actually, saying, We're back up. And you know, that like yeah, we said there, before,
4: is there a chance? Because isn't there something about it, the international rule there and he hadn't. I don't know what there's something about his signing and be able to play, or they've got their allocation of foreigners already.
1: Like, yeah, is there a was I, I'm he not might sure. not play.
0: There was. Uh, I'm not sure where they're at with that. I, I don't know if he'll play before the World Cup um, because That's of the a long injury. Time. It's That's a, long, a time. long time. Yeah, Ozo too, right? Ozo hasn't. I was going to say that.
1: Also, yeah, yeah. Ozo wasn't available for that last game. There was a hope that he he would be. And like that's a long time to sit and wait, right? Mm-hmm. Well, even if you played the last game,
4: it's still a long time regardless. So it, to to sit out that one didn't mean anything to Toronto yeah. SC. Make sure he's healthy and fit. So the word is he's uh,
0: he's on track. So that is uh, good news. When that's... you come back, Jimmy, from an injury, is it is it fitness or is it timing? What is the the biggest challenge? It's everything. Get? It's everything. When you're up for a long, it's everything. You know, yeah.
2: for a long period of time, you're you end up playing catch up. Right. And you're you're chasing everybody else and you're trying to get your match fitness back. And you can't because the players have that have gone through a preseason, they're in season now, and they just keep getting stronger and stronger and better and better. Yeah. Anyway, your lungs out, you know, are burning. Yeah. You know, if you're out for say two months, three months, well, that's near enough. A whole summer, really. And then you've got to play catch up during the season. It's it's an absolute nightmare. I did at Norwich, did preseason. I think it was like two games in. I tore my hip flexor, and uh, I remember coming back after a couple of months, and it was a nightmare for me through for the whole season. No matter what I did, I just could not catch up to the, the rest of the guys yeah. and the pace at of the game.
4: At that level, I remember just having two weeks, three weeks off, doing nothing, and absolutely feeling like I was completely out of shape.
2: Yeah, so true.
4: Like not even close. So, give you an idea, you know, what you have to be in the level that these guys are going to be at. It's very difficult to catch that up, especially, like, for Atiba, who's, is he 39? 39.
0: Yeah. Jeez yeah. correct. I mean, listen, every team will have their injury concerns. Every team <clears throat> will have those players that haven't played that much, I would think, although the European-based players, they will be playing a lot more. Is it better to play less, like, you know, the North American-based players, or crazy schedule leading up to the World Cup, where perhaps you're a bit fatigued? We'll find out. The trouble is with Canada is that they're so influential, those players that haven't played. You know, a team yeah. would be number one, of course. I would
4: say playing once a week, twice a week, okay, leading up to the World Cup is is fine. Um, but when you're playing twice a week, three times a week, for five weeks leading up to it, it's too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, but to hell with the players. It's about the money, right? Got to get those games in. Most important <laughs> thing after all. Speaking of which, right. footy picks, boys. Let's, let's bring in some footy picks, shall we?
1: Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Melody. It's footy picks. It's footy picks.
2: It's footy picks. On footy prime.
0: All the games this weekend, of course, you can catch on Fubo TV. Fubotv dot slash footy prime. Subscribe, get in there, um, and obviously we mentioned the big one. Um, do you guys have any particular wages you're, you're thinking of laying, or you are laying, or do you want me to kick this off? How do you want? I, I think City wins this comfortably, three-one. Yeah, three-one. That sounds. I hate to say it, but it sounds about right to me.
1: I think so too. So take the over then.
0: You can get City that minus one twenty-nine, which I mean, those odds you won't get for very often, right? Because it's City. Mm.
4: Liverpool are coming off that, you know, seven-one. Drubbing of Rangers, which is good for confidence as well, but I guess it's going to be like a different
2: it. story against City, though. Isn't it? Hey,
0: Craig, if you, if you get City <laughs> to win three one, so if they, if they win by two or more goals, um, you can get them at plus two ten.
1: Ah, there's a good bet. There's a bet. There's a bet right there. You got any locks this week, Craig? You were so convinced that Chelsea was going to beat Wolves, so you're going to go with Chelsea to beat uh, to beat Villa. Oh, that's a that, lock for sure that feels like a lock yeah <laughs> philip park that feels like a lock sadly <laughs> yeah the way villa's
4: playing yeah villa i think they'll. I, I got this game and written i think they'll play pretty good you know but they'll create a few chances and won't fucking score and lose 2-0 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
1: that's that's exactly how it's gonna play <laughs> it's
4: kind of how it goes
1: uh do you see, wolves are linked with uh, bringing Nuno Espirito Santo. Back? I saw that. Oh, boy. I think that's good. I think that's good for him. I think that's good for them. I'd yeah. love to see that. I would love to see it too.
0: I don't know. Yeah. But do you, when the, the, you, you look to the past for the future? I mean, it doesn't have What the fuck does that mean? Whatever. anything?
3: Does it but mean he's like anything? fourth choice.
0: Slobotegi said no to them. I know I like Nuno as well. He did a great job there. Let's be honest here, but they're not much fun to watch, and they ain't going to be much more fun to watch with Nuno there, are they?
4: Well,
1: I don't know about they that. Played, they were fun to watch played, when he was there. They yeah.
4: good football. They just—they just, they, they don't have anybody up front right now that's going uh, to knock in goals. They've—they're—they're they're really good right up into the eighteen-yard box.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's like a Midlands plague. There's no goal scorers in the Yeah, Midlands. yeah, yeah. Nevis
4: is back though, I believe, right?
1: Changing the topic a little bit
4: to another sport. Is anybody watching the NFL lately? Especially these Thursday night games. Don't fucking tell me that soccer's boring. It's (laughs) absolute atro. I've watched five, four weeks of Thursday night football. Every minute of it, and it's like, how do people stay tuned to this for five hours, four hours? Like (laughs) they scored one touchdown
2: in like forty-five attempts, like possessions. Anyway, well, what what gets me is you get a touchdown and they go. That's six points. And then you get a field goal, and then they get, you get your extra point. I just don't understand why in the States, when it comes to sports, they add all these extra points for their – whether it's a basketball, having a, a shooting, you get two points. Oh, you shoot from there, you get three. Or you, you get a touchdown, there's six points. I'm like, fuck, no, it's one. It's one. It's one. one <laughs> no, no, you get one for the extra point. So if you watch, if you watch our game – and it's
4: the score's 3-2, that's 21-14? Yeah. They gave and
2: that's that more appealing, is it, to the, to the American public?
4: It would be if they gave, like, three points for every corner as well, and it's like
0: 49-46, it'd be all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, don't suggest that, man. They might think no. about that at some point. Todd Bowley's got I, some plans. Oh, oh yeah, right. Todd Bowley.
1: Imagine if Todd Bowley was around in 93 for those early MLS meetings. Oh. Hey, guys, so we should have the clock go down, and we should also... Give three points for a go outside that uh, eighteen yard box, and uh, put the lines on it so people know it's eighteen yards.
0: Should be called like the uh, the, uh, the the fourteen meter box or whatever I just, it would be. Like,
2: uh, I don't get it with sports. And explain to me tennis. Fifteen love. Where the fuck is fifteen? Where do you get fifteen from? It's one. You you <laughs> hold on a
0: minute.
2: I was having to go at the NFL. Now you're having to go at tennis. Well, rugby rugby has uh,
0: where, uh, like points we, per a like five point spread right.
4: I don't
2: understand where all the points come from. Well, because it
4: makes sense from when they're, the umpire calling it. They can actually – they can. It, it sounds different than one, two. It's like 15, 30. Well,
1: well love, so we love go, comes we from – Excuse
4: oof.
2: me, ladies and gentlemen. Egg. One, nothing. <laughs> two,
0: one. Oh, no, fucking 15, 30. Where the fuck is he Wow, seven? surly Jimmy today, hey? Angry about numbers. I just <laughs> <don't> <laughs> I'm sorry I brought up the NFL. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? I'm usually the miserable one here. Jimmy's upset about numbers today. No, I just saw not Old get man it. shaking fist at hey, number clouds. There's
4: lots of things about our sport that we can bitch about too. I mean, I'm not, oh, right. yeah, exactly not always right. it's it's perfect. perfect, right? Yeah, Right, perfect.
0: There's a lots of things. Lots all right. Well, listen. Right. Let's let's call it an end. People in it's class house. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come out. Um, we're back on Sunday. We'll we'll talk about what happened this weekend and these these huge games. Even United Newcastle, I expect to see lots of goals in that one. That should be a good one. And El Clasico goes on Sunday as well. Mm.
2: Um,
4: and Jimmy's much more fun when he's drinking as opposed to being hungover.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the problem, is it today? Okay, I wish I was hungover. All right, everyone, I mean, let be I mean, I Had a
1: good night last night. Yeah, well, it means you would have done something. I, yeah. I, I tweeted. Keep
0: buying this. newspapers, Jimmy. Yeah, keep buying newspapers, Jimmy. and Keep watching Fubo TV. Lots of great no, games know, this weekend coming up. And keep laying those bets on North Star Bets. So we gave you some, some shoe-ins already on today's show through Footy Picks. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks to Adam Jenkins of One Soccer, of course. CPL playoffs, MLS playoffs. It's all happening here in North America. Cheers, please Follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime
1: and on Instagram at footy prime IG.